Welcome to Multimedia Failure. Every other week, we watch a movie based on a video game and then rank them against each other arbitrarily. I'm your host, Jason Ariola, and not having nanobots injected in us because none of us can fight worth a shit with me this week are... You don't know how I fight. Vanessa Cahill. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty accurate. John Lucero. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Vanessa might be the only one of us that can that can throw a punch here properly because she played rugby, so... And I did some, like, lightweight kickboxing in high school. Okay, well, yeah, then you might be able to. I mean, I, sh- I certainly can't right now with uh, two bum shoulders, so. <laughs> I, t- I took karate when I was like six. There we so. go. All right, so I am at the bottom of the pile, basically, at this point. <laughs> yeah, uh, n- nobody, nobody wants to nanobot you. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's fine, yeah. Anyway, uh, so this week we watched Dead or Alive, a movie that released <laughs> September 7th, 2006 in Australia and New Zealand and came out in North America June 15th, 2007. Um, actually, that was, geez. Uh, 15 days before I got married. Isn't that something? Wow. Man. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a time capsule. What a wedding <laughs> present. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh, this thing had a budget of $30 million. Guys, want to take a stab at how much it made? 31 um, 10 <laughs> Vanessa is the closest, but still went over with $7.5 Yes. $7.5 wow. Didn't even cover the costume cost, I would imagine. Gosh. Good lord. What a garbage movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, before we start talking about this shit show, guys, experience with the Dead or Alive game series. Vanessa, why don't you uh, start us off here? Um, I, like, feel like I maybe played it a little bit, but probably, like, not enough to remember anything notable. So to me, it would be like, oh, yeah, a fighting game. <laughs> yeah, Dead or Alive is definitely one of those, oh, yeah, a fighting game kind <laughs> yeah. of games. So it's a kind of series. Uh, so I have played... Four, because okay. the one I played, yeah, because it was a 360 launch game, right? And my friend uh, had it, had a copy, so we played a, a, a very, very occasionally. Uh, I realized like a B or C tier fighting game series. They're fine fighting games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they work and they have a decent sized roster, but I mean, it's basically Tekken Tekken for perverts. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've always thought of the D O A S. Yeah, so yeah, pretty much. I'd rather just play Tekken. Yeah. As for myself, I actually used to play Dead or Alive pretty regularly. Um, a friend of mine, actually the same friend whose house I went over and dropped my GameCube down the stairs uh, that I just mentioned uh, before we started recording this section of the podcast. Um, he came over, brought his Xbox over, and I had never played Dead or Alive. And his other friend was over with me. And they enjoyed for about two matches kicking the shit out of me and then i was like oh i know how to play this now and then from then on they couldn't touch me i used to actually be pretty <laughs> good at fighting games but that sort of stopped i'd say like in my late 20s my reflexes just started getting slower and i just couldn't compete anymore so yeah that was my experience i played dead or alive two three four and i think i dabbled in five is five the most recent or is six Six the most recent. Okay, so I think I dabbled in five, maybe a little bit, and then just realized, like, nah, I'm not really interested in the series anymore. <laughs> like, I'm an adult male now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there was a certain, like, I don't know, I thought the Dare Alive game series was kind of cool, just, like, being able to do the ring outs where you would, you know, knock somebody off of a, you know, 20-story building, and then you would jump down to follow them. You know, one of you should be dead, and the other one should, at the very least, have uh, shattered shin bones from jumping down that far. But, you know, whatever. It was just sort of a nice little uh, display of power, I suppose, for the original Xbox when that first came out. Because, yeah, it was sort of one of the big launch titles on the original Xbox. And that's why I think my friend had it at that time. So, 
anyway, that was uh, that was my experience, and that was the last time I really touched a Dead or Alive game and really have no interest. Oh, no, I take that back. I did play the uh, volleyball one that came out on the 360 for some oh, achievement yeah. points, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, promptly returned that one, <laughs> so. Oh, man. Yeah, I was telling Jim about the volleyball one, he's like, this because you know we're watching the volleyball scene in the movies like honestly even as like probably the audience for this movie even not like a 13 year old boy like this is pretty lame <laughs> yeah yeah spoilers vanessa oh sorry sorry there's a they volleyball don't, scene. The, the listeners don't know the volleyball scene yet they didn't watch this movie <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and i hope they never do do yourself a favor and don't <laughs> so uh yeah anyway uh let's go ahead and get on with the shit show shall we uh i believe my notes might this might be the um let's say most light my notes have been on a movie in a long long time <laughs> uh they're not the lightest they're deep i haven't on a lot but i have notes i guess yeah yeah i've got notes yeah it was, it was like oh my god this movie there's not a lot that happened in this movie really no except for a lot of fights bad fighting yeah yeah which i mean yeah at least it was going for that so anyway we start off with a princess uh, who's named kasumi in what looks like feudal japan is told her brother <laughs> is dead yeah nice little he- fake out here huh uh she refuses to accept it and says she'll leave to find him and then the guy talking to her says um you know he's my best friend and i'm supposed to look out for you it's like oh well and then she says something to the effect of oh well if he's dead then you're no longer his best friend and you're no longer obligated to protect me or whatever and it's like wait, that's, what, yeah. d- what? Yeah. that's that's trump <laughs> um a purple haired ninja <laughs> named ayane tries to stop her and they do some really cheesy choreography yeah. Someone watched Crouching Tiger very recently when they, uh, when they made this movie. Yeah. When did that come out? That was early three 2000s, years, wasn't it? Three years before this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. 2003 is when that came out. Yeah. So. So, so apparently they just decided, like, hey, let's go ahead and just use the rigging for that and go with... Yeah, anyway. Uh, so Ayame is apparently in love with Kasumi's brother, who she's looking for. Kasumi runs out on the back of her soldiers as they're kneeling down, throws the sword, and then jumps off the sword like a, like a springboard... And jumps over, like, I don't know, what is that, a 20-foot wall? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty high. Yeah. And yeah. as she jumps over the wall, she is over the fort, and then she is plummeting to the earth, and then she paraglides. And she has an emergency Yeah, let's talk glider. about the pop-out hang glider. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. I, when that happened, I, okay, I, I rewound it because I was like, did I miss, like, a transition to a different, like, time? Like, it was it like was this, like, a time skip kind yes, of situation? I kind of did the no, same thing. No, it was not. That was all of the same scene yeah i have no idea what the hell that was about oh and then she also catches a a, i don't know a throwing knife shuriken i don't know what they call it i don't know what to call the thing they get to yeah it's an an invitation john an invitation (laughs) it's a lethal invitation if you don't catch it it kills you oh man i'm glad we have email more prevalently now is it it, it, it's probably computer controlled it's a drone thing yeah probably a drone yeah yeah all right, uh, then we cut to uh, a blonde woman named Tina who's doing sit-ups while hanging upside down, which is okay. Uh, she talks to her dad about not wanting to wrestle anymore, and then she sees some pirates. They come on board. There's four of them and tell her they're taking her ship. Um, she kind of kicks their asses really quickly. You missed the best part about the pirates is that one of them's Robin Shu from Mortal Kombat yeah, and other well, things. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat. Uh, you know oh what? I, I, I would yeah. have never known that if I hadn't been looking up trivia for this stupid thing. So. Oh, so Come he just on, your trivia. Some respect to Robin Shu. He's, a, he's great. Come on. I'm, I'm not saying he's not. Okay, but no, no. You're saying have some respect. He obviously doesn't have any self-respect by showing up in this movie. 
seems like he's having a good time. Uh, okay. <laughs> he really hams it up throughout in all of his scenes. He just so. collected a paycheck. That's all he was doing. I think he had a good time. Good for you. I, I'm sure he did. If I got paid like, you know, $100,000 to be in five minutes of this movie, I probably would be having a good time too. It's hard to have somebody, or it's hard to like have respect for somebody when they do this as sort of just a, oh, hey, I'm going to enjoy myself in this really shitty movie. Man. I, probably- I, did, I did really enjoy um, Tina. I really like, what's it, Jamie Presley? Yes. That was a weird <laughs> choice, I thought. She really uh, leaned lean into the, the, the Tina thing. She, I, I didn't mind most of the casting, honestly. Was, she plays a really good redneck. Yeah, I agree. I think she plays that in most movies that she's in, though, too. I think so. that's all she plays ever. She, uh, it's uh, great, great, great casting. Uh, <laughs> v- Vanessa, past tense. I don't think she has been in anything in, oh, a decade? Uh, she was in My Name is Earl, and that was awesome. If you oh, okay. guys haven't watched My Name is Earl, no. highly recommend. Okay. I've watched, I've watched the episodes. Oh, she plays, a, she plays a redneck in that, too, doesn't she? Uh-huh. Yeah, does. okay. Does. Really, yeah. really, yeah. Oh, anyway. and she was already already on uh, My Name is Earl at this time, yeah. which is shocking. <laughs> and Joe Dirt was before this, right? She was in Joe Dirt. Uh-huh. Was she the cousin there? Yes. Oh. I don't remember the, I don't remember everything about Joe Dirt. <laughs> no, because really the only thing I remember about Joe Dirt is uh, who's my cousin, who's my cousin, who's my cousin, or something to that effect. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's about the only yeah, thing is, I remember is, about that movie. Is, is Joe Dirt an awful, awful movie? Yes. <laughs> yeah. is david spade only is man david spade's career man after after chris farley died so did so yeah. did he oh what a shame yeah <laughs> he, he was in the impersonal groove and that was a good movie that is true that okay is, that is a great movie that is true i've heard david spade's actually a pretty like agreeable guy um he seems like it yeah like yeah it. I, I don't know just was he was in news radio too wasn't he i'm thinking of somebody else and he was in what news uh, radio no. Right. no. He's in every Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. <laughs> he was in some... Oh, God. He was in some movie or TV show where somebody... I thought somebody died and then he replaced them or maybe he was just... Ah, it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. he Was, was he in... A sick, he was in a sitcom and he replaced uh, a character in a sitcom. Yeah. I, I don't remember which one that was. I so thought it was... John Ritter was... one? John Ritter passed away and then Davis Spade got on the show, I think, maybe, uh, maybe. at some point. Or was it news radio and he replaced... Michael J. Fox? No. I don't know. It doesn't... Okay, why are we... Uh, Jesus. Oh, we are spending way too much time on this. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... that's that's Yeah, uh, there's more to David Spade's career than there is in this movie. Anyway, uh, so yeah, so she uh, kicks their asses with the most uh, believable fighting I've ever seen and then gets an invite to the DOA tournament as well. So, guys, it's been a long time, but now we get a woman in a shower scene. It's been quite a while now since we've seen one of these, but here we are once again. So happy we're back at it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so she comes out. Uh, notice she uh, didn't bother washing the makeup off her face in the shower? Nope, that's not how we shower. Okay. like to keep the makeup on. Yeah, but never, never wash it off. It just, you put never it on once, it you wash it, or you put it on once when you're a teenager and it stays on till the day you die, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. thought so. I thought so. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, so some guys have come into her home to tell her she's under arrest. They loot her apartment or her hotel room or whatever that is. While she sits in a towel, uh, the main cop says uh, he's going to bring her in for questioning, so she asks if she can at least get dressed. She pulls her panties on while the guys are kind of leering at not kind of, they are just leering at her. And then she asks the main guy to hand her her bra. He pulls out his gun and uses it to hand it to her. Wouldn't it have made more sense to not hand the deadly weapon to her with the bra on it? You could have just tossed it to her, but... Nope. Yep. I guess we had to have something titillating here, right? Anyway, uh, so... 
Surprise, she takes them all out, uh, then puts her hands up to have the bra land perfectly on her chest and then catches the gun. A little bit of trivia, that was actually added into the movie, uh, the bra thing there. She was supposed to be topless there, but to keep a PG-13 rating, they uh, CG'd that part on. Oh. Yeah. CG'd a bra? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Really something. You know, they really keep in line with the games and <laughs> with all this kind of shit. Yeah, they, they really try to horn dog it up, much like the audience is probably wanting, so... Yeah. Anyway, uh, she has the main guy clip her bra back on, and then she runs out in her underwear. Uh, she finds an old man in an elevator who's just like looking at her up and down. She takes the trench coat off of him, the hat, and stuffs him in a suitcase. I don't know why she's felt the need to stuff him in the suitcase, but whatever. Uh, she jumps on her motorcycle and then gets an invitation to to the tournament too, and her name is Christy. So yeah. Anyway, uh, Ayami is, is sent out to kill Kasumi or Kasumi. Jeez, I just anyway, this movie already getting a headache from this thing. Yeah, already. So um, Jim and I started watching this on Saturday or Friday night. And like, a, you know, we we're like helping our spot of wine. We start watching it. It's like, let's not ruin tonight with this. We got here and I was like, let's let's not watch this right now. Let's not ruin this nice night we're having <laughs> this with this shit time. movie. <laughs> this seems like the kind of movie you could have watched like after the election tomorrow if it goes badly. Been like, hey, you know, can't get much worse, right? Man, that oh, would be fun. Maybe sad. <laughs> yeah, that would, man, it's really like you drown yourself in your sorrows by watching. <laughs> yeah. Dead or alive afterwards. Well, it, it just gets it, worse and worse. Yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> uh, God. Anyway, I mean, it, at, at that point, it would just seem like you know your house catching on fire after it crumbles to the ground. It's like, eh, well, you know, whatever. It's already destroyed. Who cares? <laughs> and really dated this I'm, ar- I'm already depressed. <laughs> uh, I guess we're, um, you know, sort of dating this podcast that we're recording this the day before the election. So, and, you know, uh, two days before election riots start. So, uh, <laughs> pretty proud of that. Anyway, uh, let's move on. So, um, we go to a plane with all of the people who are invited to the tournament a with a $10 million prize as the uh, reason that they all decided to join this thing. Um they all sort of have some dumb interactions with each other, and then they're told they need to jump out of the plane to get to the fighting tournament and land near the Buddha statue. Uh, a bunch of overly dramatic music plays while they parachute out. It's really, really dumb. They land, and then uh, we follow uh, Kasumi, Tina, and Chris or Christine uh, as they are like climbing to the top of the Buddha statue through a tower. Um, all while they're not really do- climbing, though, they're like floating. Leaping? Leaping? There's like no other staircase they could have gone up. They, uh, no other way to. They're like badly harnessed, and you can tell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And thankfully, they're all moaning very sexually while they're doing it too, as they're going up. It's pretty stupid. (laughs) In the sun setting, so it's super romantic. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so hot. Just sexiest scene in uh, cinema we've seen so far. So. Anyway, uh, they work together as they start to run out of time. Uh, Kasumi falls, and the other two grab them, and then Kasumi sees Ayame as she's kind of dangling there. Is it Ayame or Ayane? Ayane. Ayane. Okay. I wrote Ayame a couple of times because Ayame is the ninja from Tenchu, so. Yeah. Ayane is in the Ninja Gaiden games as well. The newer ones, yeah, the reboots. the newer ones, yeah. I guess it's not reboot at this point because those things are, like, you know, 20 years old, so. Yeah, yeah, she's definitely, I think you can play as her in Sigma. I believe you're right. Anyway, let's talk about this movie more. <laughs> I think we're going to be doing that a lot. Anyway, uh, 
Helena, the woman from the video feed on the plane that I neglected to mention, uh, welcomes them. Uh, a guy named Donovan is in charge of the tournament. Uh, he goes on and on about how Helena is the daughter of the founder of the company and he's kept this tournament going or something like that. They get scanned in and it's kind of another chance for just cheesecake, basically. Uh, a nurse injects Tina with something uh, it has nanobots in it to track their bodily functions of sorts. And then we go into a montage of all of them training. Like I said, there's a lot that happens, but it really doesn't warrant being covered for the most part. It really just boils down to the fight scenes, and those are not great either. So get a lot of yep. like bikini skating shots of Helena. Helena. Oh, yeah, that was a weird choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's that's how she trains, obviously, because when she yeah. rolled up to them, she was in roller blades or roller skates, too. There's never a moment in the movie where the women aren't sexualized, like in this like whole like montage scene, like when they're getting tested. Yeah, they're all naked the entire time. Yeah, to yeah. me, I, I, I'm not saying it's to the same degree, but I think the guys were sexualized a little bit too there. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, they're they, mostly they, naked. Yeah, they got they got a lot of equal treatment as far as um what you were being treated with, I suppose. I, I, granted, it is just mostly really aimed for the male gaze to uh, look upon this movie. But yep. there's there's some female cheesecake in there, too. Anyway, uh, so Donovan announces that they'll all have bracelets and will be assigned fights and that they're supposed to drop and drop what they're doing and fight as soon as the fight is assigned. Except that doesn't happen, I think, but once in the movie. So, yeah, they all like reschedule. They all like reschedule. Yeah, it's like, hey, how about tomorrow morning? Yeah, <laughs> that worked for you after breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I, I make sure you eat a light breakfast, too. I don't want to, like, hit you in the stomach and then you puke all over me. That would kind of suck. This is not Street Fighter 2. Let's not do that. Weapons allowed, except for the human weapon. I mean the fist. The human weapon. <laughs> I almost right there. I almost checked out. But anyway, <laughs> the human. Other than the human, he really thought he said. He really thought he said something too. Like mm-hmm. he, he paused for effect. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, there's a montage of all of them fighting and characters getting knocked out before we even meet them. Like we never actually met Lei Fang or uh, Gen Fu. I believe is the old man. They yeah. just kind of got knocked out, and they, that was the end of them. They, they're unimportant to us. Yeah, uh, the old man killed that lady. And the Genfu killed a lady, and then I think Helena killed a guy dressed in yellow multiple times. Like, I thought that he was dead, and then she just kept beating the shit out of him afterwards. Yeah, so. well, you know. <laughs> she she um, had a lot of... In this game, they are knocked out. And, this, and, and dead or alive? Isn't it KO? KO. Yes, but yeah. it's yeah, also it doesn't, dead it doesn't or dead, alive. I guess when, when, you, when you beat him on the screen, it's like, oh, dead. dead. <laughs> yeah. And then, it, and then it, gives, it puts or alive over your character afterwards. Yeah. yeah. With a question mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dead or alive? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, uh, Kasumi has a flashback of her brother saving her for some kidnappers. I thought this was uh, Hayabusa, who is Ryu, um, originally. And then it's like, oh, okay, because we haven't seen the brother at all. And then just sort of like, oh, this is takes place a couple of years ago but she's also the ruler of this place with an incredible army and somehow gets herself kidnapped by like four guys yep yeah, yeah i thought that too yeah <laughs> real dumb she's like a really good fighter too mm-hmm. so but not against those four they were too much for her yeah apparently. they definitely look like fighters yeah yeah she went peacefully apparently anyway after hayate beat the crap out of him he gets an invite which Again, if they're on the top of this mountain, how did that thing get there and just know like exactly when to... I'm thinking about this too hard. (sighs) All right, so Donovan explains about Hayate, Kasumi's brother, having lost to Leon in DOA and having been thrown off the top of the balcony that they are on, which is, oh, I don't know, about 150 stories off the ground. 
Yeah, it's pretty high. Yeah. It would hurt for yeah. sure. Like, yeah. Even if you like rolled at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John, I think in that case it would be dead, not alive. <laughs> God, they missed an opportunity to put dead over the screen. Ooh, the bowl would have done that. Yeah. He also would have had them naked more, so. That's, oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. right yeah <laughs> gross anyway let's move on uh so hayabusa sits outside while kasumi takes a bath uh kasumi doesn't believe donovan that leon killed her brother uh hayabusa obviously has a thing for kasumi and apparently she has a thing for him too maybe <laughs> question mark yeah yeah there's a lot of question marks in this movie uh, Max and Christine are in her room. Max faked an injury to get out of the tournament. Max is one of the, or is a character actor who I only think I've seen him in um, the first season of Westworld. Isn't he's in? Is he in Shameless? Never seen no. Shameless, so couldn't answer that. But I just remember him as the like the the guy that's the one of the characters or one of the robots like falls in love with, and I've always been like, oh, he's a real handsome dude. And then yeah, he's in this movie, and I'm like, oh man, come on, man. <laughs> He, yeah, he's in he's in a few things that I've seen. Like I've, I, he's a character actor I recognize a lot, but I don't I can't think of what it is now. Uh, um, I think he might be in Shameless. He's the guy from that thing, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, dead or alive. Yeah. So uh, yeah, uh, his name is Max, and he faked an injury to get out of the tournament, or at least that fight. I thought it was the tournament altogether because I thought once you were out, you were out. But apparently, you can fake an injury or have an injury and not fight. Which I don't know. In the middle of a fight, yeah. wouldn't you get injured? Sounds like cheating. Yeah. Oh, also, I was wrong. I think I confused him with the dork character, Max. I'm like, oh, right. Max is the spy guy. Never yeah. Mind. Sorry. He's confused not Weatherby. Him. Yeah. I confused Weather him with Weatherby. Bus. My bad. He's not in Shameless. I don't, I, but I've seen him in other stuff too. Okay. So, anyway, keep going. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Uh, Max tells uh, Christy that there's $100 million in a vault that's hidden somewhere on the island, and they agree to help each other to find it. Uh, Zach comes up and goes up to Tina and starts flirting real hard with her in a um, tub pool thing i don't remember yeah, what it was hot tub at yeah. one point he's like trying to like he's like ho- holding her and like adjusting her in the in a really awkward way so awkward and yeah. so creepy yeah and that that hair piece is that's definitely glued to his head right that green I, hair yeah I, I think so yeah yeah it changes yeah. color sometimes and so does his goatee it's real weird well i think it's because he dyes it regularly zach's uh the um you know, kind of out there character as far as the Dead or Alive series goes. He's he wears like really like loud clothing and everything, and just dyes his hair different colors. I think even in costume changes, I think his hair color changes. Yeah. So. Well then. Yeah, I mean that's He's the Eddie Gordo. <laughs> Dead or alive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So ahead. It's okay. It's okay. Leave, leave, leave the dramatic pause in there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, Donovan sets up a fight with uh, Leon and Kasumi. While Kasumi is looking at herself in the mirror, it shatters, and then Ayami has cut through it with her sword, and it, in a weird sort of way, like she's like twirling it, I think, and that's how she yep. cut it, right? It's a real. It's a real badly done scene. Yeah. <laughs> Which thing are we talking about? <laughs> the whole thing. Right, the whole. The whole yeah, all, all like yes. um, one and a half hours of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, th- yeah, thankfully it was like an hour and 20. So anyway, uh, they fight for a few seconds and then Leon interrupts. And then uh, probably my favorite part in the whole movie is Leon comes up to uh, Kasumi when, you know, to start fighting after like she, I think, hits him a few times and he like throws his arms down or whatever, kind of like puts them down. And there's a gun cocking sound, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like the most 
humorous moment in the movie maybe the maybe the time i enjoyed the most out of this was that that one brief second of like oh this is cute and then it's like oh here's the poor fighting again okay wonderful you know what's sad in my opinion is that these fights are better than most of the fights we've seen in movies too like they're these are not i don't think they're the worst fights we've watched no uh, not by a long shot by a long shot they're some of the best fights we've watched which is a really sad statement yes it's very sad i yeah i, I thought this would be like parts like this too is like kind of like uh they're trying to be funny but they're not like committing to it enough i guess like there's just not the sound in a minute with um with tina and zach where there's like birds chirping because he like got punched in the, you know like how, uh, i think leon fell on him or something but like I feel like they could have just, if they would just tried a little harder, <laughs> it could have been an okay movie. <laughs> I think if they stuck with, I, I want to, I'll get into this later, but I think if they had stuck with the more comedic approach to this, I think it would have worked a little better, but mm-hmm. yeah, they I couldn't they decide. Do, they do kind of nail the juggle aspect of dead or alive fighting when the, in these, whether it's purposely or not, they do. And all the, all the slow motion shit they do. Yeah. It's kind of like how dead or alive is. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, let me see. So Max and Christy are still in bed together. Uh, Lena is apparently the key, and I felt the earth move. <laughs> uh, was the line spoken by Max as the um, fighters, or as uh, Leon and uh, Kasumi come closer and with their, with their fight, and then they break through the wall. Uh, Kasumi knocks out Leon, and then Tina and Base, who are uh, you know mother or mother, <laughs> father and daughter. Uh, get set up to fight. Uh, Christy is in the same bed as Tina. Christy, uh, we find out sleeps in the nude, and then we have a weird dad daughter <laughs> moment as he thinks his daughter's gay. So this scene, this scene I really thought was very funny. I actually <laughs> did like this too because I was like, oh, like he's he's handling it very well because you wouldn't figure like a big burly like Texan kind of hick dude would take it very well, but he's like, oh, okay, that's fine, whatever. Also played by actual wrestler Tevin Nash. So. Oh really? Oh yeah. okay. Yeah. So he's uh, he's he's playing. Kevin Nash is basically playing Hulk Hogan in this movie, but more likable than Hulk Hogan and not racist, hopefully. But yes, I, I like, I thought he, I thought bass or, or bass or whatever, whatever it is was, was my, he was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. I mean, at the very least it's, at least he's like, uh, you know, LGBTQ friendly. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole interaction was pretty good. Yeah. I, I, so I, I was watching it. I was like, <laughs> I don't know if it was I was at this point already that I was like kind of like uh, with this movie but and maybe the uh, the gun cocking thing with his arms or Leon's arms sort of took me to a high but I was like for a brief moment with this I was like you know maybe this isn't going to be that bad and then the rest of the movie happened so I have to say Jason yeah. I had a similar experience at this point in the movie too I was like you know I kind of there's some scenes I'm enjoying I guess so yeah maybe it's same, good. same. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe I'm just broken yeah yeah so. <laughs> well and that was the thing I, I thought about too when when I was watching this and thinking some of the fight stuff I was like in context Jason in context I kept thinking to myself well this isn't like these fights are actually some of them are choreographed pretty well and then I was like no, 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 they're not, Jason. You were just thinking about all the other video game movies you watch that have had combat <laughs> choreography in them. No, this is yeah. not well done. Back to reality. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, so Max is with uh, Helena. Donovan sends in Bayman to fight him, and somehow Max wins by kicking at him once, hitting him in the groin with a shoe, and then once in the head, and then gets knocked over. And as he's falling backwards, he knocks something and hits that hits him in the head and knocks him out, basically. So, yeah. yeah. Gotta, get the, gotta get the nut shot in there. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so <laughs> the next day, uh, Kasumi is doing acupuncture on Tina in the middle of a lake. Uh, Bass shows up, or Bass? Bass? Is it Bass? Bass? Uh, I don't remember. Her dad, <laughs> yeah, her dad shows Kevin up. Kevin Nash. Kevin there Nash we go. Shows up. Kevin Nash shows up, 
and looks at them and says, does, does Chrissy know about her? <laughs> that was so funny. funny. I thought funny. that was pretty good. That's part of the movie. Yeah, he really was. And after this, he's out because uh, Tina ends up beating him. So, yeah. Yeah, quite the shame. You would hope he would at least, like, have stuck around, but I guess not. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Christy sees Max massaging Helena. He takes a picture of a tattoo she has. Tina and Kasumi team up against Helena and Christy in a volleyball game. Hayabusa asks Kasumi to keep Donovan distracted while he looks for signs of Hayate. Uh, Hayabusa fights his way up uh, at, while the volleyball tournament or game is going on. And in the middle of this, a uh, shuriken hits the volleyball and Kasumi runs off. And yeah, I mean, Kasumi fight in a conveniently found bamboo forest. Yeah, this is the worst. Yeah, it's so boring. Oh Maybe yeah, time. yeah. And then she, and then like she, Ayana just like floats away at the end. Yeah, I don't oh, know yeah. what that was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tina and the others interrupt um, as they go looking for Kasumi, and Ayami just kind of like just like floats off. Like I would imagine, like kind of like Prince, just like walk or you know, like leaving a concert, just like ooh, flying off stage or something like that. You know, it just. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so we. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I said, but yeah, you're. you're I can. <laughs> that's the, this is exactly how Prince leaves every concert. Yeah, just like Ayane did in Dead or Alive. Just kind of floats off. And you're like, how did he do that? There's no wires anywhere. <laughs> Prince just floats, man. Prince just floats. Anyway, uh, the computer guy that's been working with Donovan, we finally find out his name is Weatherby. Uh, starts hitting on Elena, and, and man, I I really felt for Weatherby there, and in, in those instances, because I was like, yeah, yeah, I kind of remember the first time I tried to hit on a woman, and it went about that well. <laughs> I was worried he's gonna be an incel. But uh, he, he turned out to be okay. Yeah, yeah, he was an all right dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so Zach tries with Tina again, and it turns out they're next line to fight. And you know, Tina's crack is what was it? Um, I I don't think you're gonna be much of a dance partner after I break both your legs. <laughs> it's like, hey, nice line there. Not bad, Jamie Presley. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, so after a long, really kind of drug out fight tina ends up beating zach donovan weatherby set up christy and helena to fight christy makes a deal with max about half the money in the vault if she tells her about helena's other tattoo helena and christy have this fight in the rain and this is where for a second i thought like you know maybe this the fights in this aren't that bad and then i thought no 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 jason no 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 context context <laughs> you know they yeah they are good for what we're working with yes so yeah that's uh, a good way to put it they are the i was surprised how, uh, how decent the fighting scenes were for most and for this most one part. this one was like even i mean not good but like okay like the rain was fun the ambiance was cool the location was neat girl fight in the bikinis yeah like yeah. If, if any if anything this dead or alive movie got the fighting so you, you got to give it that which yeah is, you know so and really is there anything else you want out of a fighting game movie no. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> As it turns out, there is, but we don't know really what it is, but it's not yeah. this. So anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so while they're fighting in the rain, Chrissy holds her back and she sees a tattoo on her neck and we cut to like Chrissy and Max talking back and forth and she's drawing a tattoo that she saw during the fight. And like I said, the, the thing with this fight, like, I like the rain effect, and then the music I thought during it was pretty good, but then it ends with, like, that cheesy kind of, like, wire throw at the end, where, like, Helena kind of was, like, hanging for a second and then falls to the ground. I was like, oh. How did she lose? I thought she just kind of fell. <laughs> so, she was yeah. KO'd. Her health meter ran out. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it is. She got, she, they did, they played... The, 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 he, he uh, fucking wore her down. <laughs> just 
tapped her on the shin or something and decided she lost. <laughs> Battle of attrition, baby. Sometimes that's all it is. Just chip. It was chip low damage, kick, man. Kick, it was all kick. chip damage. Yeah, low kick, low kick, low kick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the tattoo turns out to be the Buddha head, and it has a password on it of some sort. So then Kasumi, Tina, and Christy go looking for Hayabusa. Conveniently, they're the last ones in the tournament as well. And then they end up finding uh, Donovan's office and find a secret door. Weatherby makes a pass at Helena again on a rather large flight of steps and seems to actually make some progress this time. Don't really know what happened there. Like They're, they're in love now. Yeah, they're just that fast. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, they're making out by the end of this. So they, you know. Very true. She's into the dorks. Even the, even though the, the way he walked up to her was very creepy, so <laughs> <laughs> like it's the initial impression, very rapey. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, the nice thing about Helena though is she's like, I'm not really afraid because I can definitely kick his butt, and most most uh most rapists probably. Yeah. Most I, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, she in just a scene or two here, she ends up taking out like 50 people, so, but lost to one other per, one one. A one-on-one fight anyway uh yeah uh so while they're looking around they find themselves in a computer lab which i thought was the same lab that weatherby and donovan were in earlier but it turns out that he just has one that looks very similar to that one yep yep <laughs> <sighs> anyway and they find hayabusa laying on the ground unconscious Weatherby tells Helena he saw Donovan and Helena's father arguing about the Dead or Alive tournament. Um, and as Donovan's uh, kind of spying on this, Donovan orders his troops to kill Weatherby and Helena. Helena wants to go stop Donovan, but they're suddenly surrounded by, as I said before, about 50 people. And Helena takes every single one of them out by herself, save for one who gets up to stab um, her. And then Weatherby comes out of the bushes that he got thrown in and then punches him. And then Helena just seems absolutely smitten with him for that. It's. <laughs> it, I'll take this, this was my. This was one of the worst fights, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, because there was like no like real sense of impact with the sword either. It was like, did those people get sliced? Because at the end, they're all like writhing around in pain, like they got hit more than anything. <laughs> this has this had to be a PG movie. It's one of those blunt swords. They're all training swords. That's what it is. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Hayabusa, Kasumi, Tina, and Chrissy are waking up in some chambers. Donovan comes in, puts on some sunglasses. Uh, we cut back to Weatherby and Helena using a secret entrance in, into the computer lab. Um, so we find out a machine harvests the data from the nanobots, and then it takes it from the four fighters and goes into Donovan? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sunglasses of the future. Okay. So it's, yeah. got the, it's got the little red light too that shows it's doing science. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and, the only uh, thing it was it, missing is like those bow sunglasses that you can put on and it'll play music. Is this the it, first it, fighting game movie with this plot point we've had? Um, yes. No, <laughs> no, because no? this Street Fighter Two the animated movie was collecting <laughs> DNA off, off of fighters. Remember? Oh right. yes. Yeah, because yes, I, I yes. thought it was a Street Fighter that might have had this. Was Alpha? Was the first Alpha like that too? Um, because. Like I, he turns into like a thing that shoots a mouth laser at one point. I and, think you're <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So that's the apparently that's the plot to every single fighting game movie. So it, it I mean, they have to have like some. I mean, what the plot is like? Win the tournament. That's not a very good plot. Well, neither I mean, is Mortal this. Mortal Kombat pulled it off. <laughs> wasn't there? Wasn't there an ulterior plot to that one too? Didn't they like all have to team up and like? I mean, yeah, but, but he had to win the tournament to do it. Oh, okay. There we go. We actually got a tournament winner in that movie. Unlike yeah. That movie. Well, and then the whole thing, too, is like, I mean, Shang Tsung is basically like, you know, harvesting 
DNA that way by just harvesting souls and being able to use their abilities. So, right? Kind of the same thing. Oh, yeah, the souls. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So, literally. Long time. <laughs> did they do that in Tekken as well? Okay, let's stop. We're going to be melted. <laughs> I think that's why we haven't watched Tekken. Have we, did we watch a Tekken movie? Yeah, yes. Oh no! <laughs> that dinosaur in half with his bare hands. Yeah, this oh, is where we find that. Were Tekken. Yeah, and then we found out that uh, John is a uh, uh, an expert <laughs> in the image of a blood curse or blood feud uh, yes. or whatever. Yes. Okay, yeah. I, I recall now. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> back to me. Yeah, I was like kicking back something from like thirty episodes ago. Oh. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So, uh, so Hayate is alive, but he's locked up. Donovan releases him, and then Hayate tells Donovan to let the others go. Donovan says he'll release him if Hayate beats him in a fight. Uh, so it turns out what the glasses do is they show a prediction of fights. So this is this way Donovan can work around it, I guess. I think, right? I think it like I don't know. Does it like scan their abilities into him as well, or is it just like he can? He can he's like a robot basically and can just predict everything. I thought he got like their abilities at first. I think, well, because he's got like he's not like in that good of shape, right? Like he's kind of he's not like he's not like an old man that like, but he is old though. But like, it, yeah, yeah, he's like your body still has to be able to compensate for like what you know, right? Some pretty impressive moves throughout this uh, climax of this film. Uh, I, I don't remember the plot to this. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember this plot point specifically. I remember he put the glasses on and could fight. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like the first time he put him on and was fighting Hayate, Hayate beat him, but then it said, you know, fright predicted or something or results predicted or something like that. And that's how he ended up beating the crap out of Hayate. So well, when he fought Helena, he couldn't because he didn't he get didn't her have data. data, but, but didn't, but, so he, he had, so it has to have the data prior before. So why does he need to scan them during the fight? I don't know. Well, he's got. So, hmm. I think what they were doing, they were being fancy, and they were saying, um, you know, this is how the fight would have gone on if he didn't have the glasses. But he does. They didn't do a very good job of this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think we're all confused, and I think we should just move on because who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, so. Hayate gets his ass kicked, and he gets hit right through a wall and starts falling down the tower, but Ayane grabs him out of nowhere, and she just makes an appearance to either try to kill Kasumi or uh, save Hayate, apparently. Anyway, uh, Max uh, is doing the thing I hate most, a sliding block puzzle. Everyone loves a good sliding puzzle. Yes, I (laughs) fucking hate those puzzles. Anyway, and he gets into a safe that way, except he pulled one of them off, so couldn't he foreseeably actually take them all off and just put them up? No. No? Okay. That's anyway. the, just the no think about it too hard jason think about it too hard anyway uh donovan talks to some people watching the fight who are buying uh the program that he's selling so apparently that's what it is it's a computer program that somehow works into your muscles i guess it's gotta be muscular right because all those people are definitely not in good shape all those investors they're yeah. all old white men well i yeah. think they're just like it's more like a super soldier a soldier situation where they want to use that to make super soldiers so i assume it was going to be Oh, okay. Mm, Not that they were going to personally use it. I feel like it was more. This is more of like a an evil army situation. That makes more sense. Yeah, but if you're like the best fighter in the world, like M. Bison is, you can just totally control everything through martial arts, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Martial arts and psycho and psycho power. Yeah, there you go. All right. Anyway, uh, Weatherby manages to shut it down and then uh, alerts the CIA. 
Yeah, get hacked. I yeah. know. <laughs> CIA alerted. Like, you e- emailed cia.gov.org. Yes. <laughs> I saw yeah, that. That's, I was not like, how, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, no. I'm pretty sure the CIA doesn't just get an email and they're like, oh my God, somebody emailed us about something. We need to get on this now. Considering that they're, um, you know, not even in the United States. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so Max gets the safe open and then Bayman shows up um, behind him and just knocks him out. Helena confronts Donovan while Bayman grabs the money. Donovan beats Helena and then sets the self-destruct sequence after knocking out Weatherby. Poor guy just slams his head into the keyboard twice so hard that the keys came up on his forehead. Not the keys were pretty funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's gotta hurt. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Anyway, uh, Weatherby comes too long enough to free Kasumi, Christy, or Chrissy, Tina, and Hayabusa. Uh, Chrissy, Kasumi, Tina, and Helena fight Donovan while Hayabusa and Bayman fight. Weatherby isn't having much luck uh, stopping the self-destruct sequence either. Donovan drops his glasses, and then he realizes he's screwed. So he starts running away, and while he's running away, Hayate just kind of follows him from underneath the wooden planks that he's running on, and then stops him with one punch or like one knuckle basically to the arch of his foot and he just collapses in a scene that I don't understand where they then show his red blood cells getting jerked around in his foot. You gave him a blood clot? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. <laughs> Punched a blood clot? I kind of thought they were just like, <laughs> Punched a blood clot? Hold on, Vanessa, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay, sorry, Vanessa, go ahead. I just the put, punched a I blood just, clot I thought they just did a really bad... <laughs> <laughs> just... I thought they just did a really bad job of showing like an, a breaking his foot animation. Yeah, like you would show a bone, not blood I cells. Think, I think it was. I thought I was gonna say like they stopped his heart by punching him through the foot, <laughs> like 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 one inch punched him through the foot and stopped his heart. Yeah, like a pressure point thing style. or something. Yeah, that is way cooler than what happened. <laughs> yeah, no. Instead, he just owie my foot and went down. So I mean, it, like the equivalent of stepping on a Lego, I presume. Which yeah, it's painful, yeah, but. <laughs> they beat him really anticlimactically because then she acupunctures him right after this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so just as the lab blows up and the flames engulf Donovan, uh, bye, dude. Uh, they all dive off the tower in a, uh, a like synchronized dive sort of thing. I was like, oh, yep. okay. Yeah. Exploding. Let's... You got to you got to jump. It's it's got you got to do a freeze frame. Yep. Didn't get that though. Hmm. All right. The pirates from the beginning of the movie find uh, the fighters floating in the ocean. The fighters take their boat and go uh, save Hayabusa, Max, and Weatherby, who are floating around too. Max and Christy, or Chrissy, was it Christy or Chris, Christy? Christy. Christy. I think I've been saying Christy the whole time. Eh, whatever. Who cares? Nobody. I don't even think the people. I think you go care. back and forth on it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was doing that with Ayame and Ayane, so whatever. Anyway, Max and Christy, Hayabusa and Kasumi, and Helena and Weatherby all have kissy face uh, thing going on there. And uh, Tina tells them to get a room. And then we cut to one week later at Kasumi's place. They are all fighting Kasumi's troops. And yeah, that's the end. Like, why? I, why did it end that way? I, I don't know. Aren't, aren't they all going to kill Kasumi? Kasumi? Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, matter. that's the end. Yeah. <laughs> the oh, end. Okay. So, uh, any. We, like, we sort of went over the positive things about this movie. Like, some of the fights are okay, which in the realm of context for this podcast is, you know, pretty high, which is yeah bad, <laughs> which is really, really bad that it is. And that's, that's its own issue. We, yeah. we, we, we've come to accept. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, there, there were some humorous moments, just a yes. couple, like maybe three. 
Yeah, three. Maybe three. Maybe. We all we all genuinely thought, thought they were funny, which you know, it doesn't always happen. So yeah. you know that was that's. Uh, um, I think this movie suffers from the same issue as Dead or Alive itself, in that in in the middle of the fun moments, there's a bunch of uh, uh, showing off women's bodies. Oh, you know, pandering these, to the male gaze. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of fan service moments throughout. Yeah. Um, and then of course it has the ever present issue of fighting games don't have good plots. <laughs> so yeah. it's a. Uh, and some yeah. of the acting was really, 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 really bad. Kasumi yeah. could not read Kasumi. a line to save her life. No. <laughs> nope. I mean, she could read. I, I take that back. She could read a line. To, she could definitely read lines. She could not emote a line to save her life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh. Boy, I, I think I've read a literal script sometimes for uh, Rocket With Your Card Out, and I came across as more natural and less wooden than she did. <laughs> it's like, and I'm not a professional actor. I'm just a podcaster. <sighs> so, yeah. So, yeah, it's I, I, I'm a little conflicted about this one because there were, although unlike some movies in this list, there were moments I actually, I actually had fun watching. Mm. So I don't want to be too hard on it for that part, <laughs> but I also don't want to be too nice to it because of all the garbage fan service and all that stuff that yeah. is just... We kind of, and then the bad plot and some poor act and some poor acting from specific characters. Some, some were fine. There were yeah. some, and then, but yeah, this is not the worst thing we've watched. Yeah, it was, it was no, surprising. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out here, and we'll kind of just go from there. I'm gonna say better than Sonic the Hedgehog. So that's in between 35 and 36 at the moment. Um. Yeah, I agree okay. with that. Okay. Yeah. Do we wanna? Do we wanna like talk it? Oh, this is. Mm. Is this better than? I feel like you started pretty low, honestly. I feel like we're okay. Maybe not. Well, yeah, yeah. I started (laughs) looking, and I was like, "Oh, I mean, honestly, like I said, outside of the, I guess the sexism thing kind of going on here. Like, I'd rather watch this than Tomb Raider. But that's Mm, just me, maybe. I think I'd rather watch Tomb Raider than this. Okay, okay. So, is this better or worse than Street Fighter Alpha? It's better than Alpha. I remember Alpha, Alpha's just ungodly boring from what I remember about Alpha. Yeah, and like two hours long, I think, nearly. Yeah, this was uh, this was a relatively quick hour and a half compared to how some of the That's true. Things. Yeah. So, Maybe yeah. it's better. I, I, I'd be willing to like, like, I'm not like a firm worse than Tomb Raider. Um, I mean, Tomb Raider had a better plot because it had a plot. <laughs> yeah, just barely. <laughs> but yeah, it had something resembling a plot that was structured. Taking a knife to the face. Oh, no, wait, no, that, well, that was our, that was my head cannon. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> head cannon does not count in our in our rankings, man. <laughs> that, was, um, that was Daniel Craig, right? Yeah, Gerard Butler yeah. the other one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. This list is weird. Okay. <laughs> Pokemon Ranger in the Temple of the Sea. Not not the best Pokemon movie. No, but I'm saying <laughs> is this <laughs> last one on the list? So. Yep. Yep. Um, I think rather watch this than a Pokemon movie at this point, but that just might be because we've watched so many Pokemon movies. Okay. Um, Temple of the Sea was really boring, though. It was like a really bad Pokemon movie. Yeah. Really if bad. they trimmed off like 25 minutes of that, I think it would have done a little bit better. But Oh, for sure. Yeah, neither here nor there. Okay, uh, better or worse than Mortal Kombat Annihilation? Vanessa, I know I you like... I like the dance fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I was like, I, I was kind of like, okay, that might be the ceiling right there because I, I know you really like the dance fighting there. <laughs> I, thought, I find the group fight scenes are really good. <laughs> I feel like Annihilation Mesa's, made us laugh more even if it wasn't as intentional as it was in this movie. I mean, there yeah, were the hamster too. balls to hell in there, so. Uh, it's... Right, that was the first or the second Mortal Kombat, right? Which one was it? The, the, the hamster balls. Boy, 
the like the hamster balls to hell or whatever yeah, the gyro that's, that's, things. That's, that's oh, that yeah. One. That's yeah. That movie. <laughs> that's, a, that's I mean we that movie had, literally gave us our one of our uh, um, ending stings. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. True. yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I, okay. I think we're I think we can kind of settle this there. Yeah. Oh. All right. We've got our new number thirty-one. DOA Dead or Alive. Congrats to DOA Dead or Alive for being better than I thought it would be. guys i was really watching this and thinking like this is probably gonna end up pretty low on the list and well here we are almost kind of in the middle (laughs) it's funny because i go into it my 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 standard is is it gonna be a bottom five movie (laughs) and then at that point when it's not i'm like okay this is you know because those are just those are the worst some of the worst experiences of my life is watching those movies pretty bad i'm surprised it's been a pokemon movie but I, is, does it make me feel good about all the other Pokemon movies we have to watch still? <laughs> yeah, that one, it's Pokemon Ranger, though, Vanessa. You, may, you know, maybe they'll get back to the, the grassroots there. Uh, I you know, don't know. One. I mean, Ash was still in that movie. <laughs> yep, he's going to be in all of them. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, Vanessa, I, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think we're getting rid of Ash Ketchum. Wouldn't it be nice, though? Can somebody please listen to us out there on the airways? <laughs> please make a Pokemon movie that's not about... I mean, I guess they made a Tekken Pikachu, so I guess I already got my wish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Monkey's Paul wish there. It's like oh. the best one. <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely probably the best one. That's going to be... I think that would be top yet, five. So that might be a treat eventually if I don't watch it before then. So. Yeah. 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 I, um, I think Vanessa and I are probably, uh, are probably in the same thought that this is probably, unless like we get some really good things here pretty soon. Um, that's probably going to end up being the top five pretty easily. Yeah. It's pretty wonderful. Ryan Reynolds is pretty much fantastic. So yeah, that's a, it's another video game movie we've watched guys. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. So the next one we're going to be watching is actually the animal crossing animated movie. That will be our episode 50, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, I do wish it was. I, I do wish it was the gritty uh, one where we talked about where there was a literal lone shark as one of the villagers. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Unfortunately, we'll probably get it, get it just some cutesy kind of generic anime thing, which will probably be fine. And yet somehow it's 87 minutes long. It's 87 minutes long. It's longer than this? Yeah, I'm on the Wikipedia page. It's like, gosh darn it, are you serious? How can they even make an 87 minute long Animal Crossing movie? I was already going to say it's probably locked. It's probably locked for top 20, honestly, but now I'm. Now I'm <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh, yeah. Ugh, All right, well, um, and after after 50, what are we doing? What is that one? Uh, like a Dragon, I believe, is after that. Oh, mm-hmm. right, right, right. Yeah, because that was originally going to be our number 50, and then Rampage kind of threw a monkey wrench in that works. Oh, got it. That's yeah. A good pun, Jason. Yeah, unintentional, <laughs> but I'll take it. Uh, all right, that'll wrap up this episode of Multimedia Failure. Man, that was a short one. Holy shit. It's... Not a lot happening in that movie. No, no. If for some ungodly reason you really are curious and want to watch it, it is very effortless to watch it. You don't really need to think about it too hard. Some of these movies, sometimes you're like, you got to put at least a little bit of effort into like keeping track of who's who, but this, it does a very uh, good job of letting you just kind of veg out and not pay attention to it. I mean, this is almost a movie you could listen to a podcast while you're watching and still get it. Maybe the Silent Hill podcast or a previous one that we yeah. did. It's high quality. Yep, good stuff. Good stuff. Number three on our list now. Good plug on our own show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what we need to do. Uh, all right, anyway. 
So that'll wrap up this episode of Multimedia Failure. As usual, go to Twitter and you can follow us at Multimedia Fail. You can follow me at Jason Ariola. You can follow Vanessa at Vicarious Rock. And you can follow John at John Lucero 777. Go to patreon.com slash games and junk. And over there, you can kick in $3 a month. And for $3 a month, that will get you a RSS feed with all of the podcasts we do on the Games and Junk Network. That includes the Game Club, which is back up and running two months in a row now, baby. Yeah, we're going for three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right now, John's taking the helm on that, and that's probably why it's actually happening. So (laughs) I take full responsibility for it ever happening because Jason cannot be bothered to not take 3,000 pages of notes for anything. So, yes. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you will get bonus episodes of Rock Out With Your Card Out for $3 a month. You will also get bonus segments on this show that you will get something kind of just a preamble, basically, before we start recording the episode proper. And then a bonus segment at the end where we uh, either talk about trivia for the movie itself or just kind of have a fun time shooting the shit with each other before uh, we maybe we find out we're in for another four years of uh, somebody we don't like. So, yeah. Oh, anyway, uh, you will get all of that at a higher quality audio rate. And for $5 a month, you will get all of the stuff on that previous $3 tier, as well as a shout out on the show. So the people that have done that are Alex Messenger, Josh Carpenter, and my two co-hosts here. I'm trying to make that less awkward to say thank you to you two as you're on the podcast with me. So hopefully that <laughs> worked. So I think that'll wrap up this episode. So until next time, trust the fungus. I wonder how David Spade is doing. Suckers!